This is the Pipeline Podcast, where you'll get to know the next generation of Columbus Blue Jackets. Let's see who's coming down the pipeline today with your host, Dylan Tyre. Welcome to the final edition of the Pipeline Podcast for the 2021-2022 season. Happy to have you back with me, and I'm happy to be able to finish things up this way. Had another really good conversation with an intriguing Blue Jackets prospect. That's defenseman Ule Bjorgvik Holm, who we're going to get to in just a minute. But before we get going, I want to say thank you very much for being with me all season long. I've loved doing the Pipeline Podcast. Remember, this was our second season of the Pipeline Podcast, and I thought to myself a couple years years ago before we started things off you know what is one area that we don't really talk about surrounding the Columbus Blue Jackets and that was getting to know the prospects and with the way the Blue Jackets are how young the Blue Jackets are and the trajectory of this team I figured it was a great opportunity to do exactly that get to know the prospects of this Blue Jackets organization so when they eventually get to Columbus the fans will be familiar with them and know more about them and be that much more excited about them when they finally do get here so that's why I've done the Pipeline podcast and that's really why I've enjoyed doing it so much. So I'd just like to say thank you again for being with me these past couple of years, and especially this season of the Pipeline Podcast. I feel like we've had so much fun this season. We've really gotten to know a really exciting crop of Blue Jackets prospects, and that continues with today's episode. As again, we'll be joined by Blue Jackets prospect and Mississauga Steelheads defenseman Ule Bjorgvik Holm. He's a left-shot defenseman from Oslo, Norway. Not too many prospects coming from Norway these days, but Ule is exactly that. 19 years old, and he's a big body. He stands at 6'3", 188 pounds. He was drafted by the Blue Jackets in the fifth round, 145th overall of the 2020 NHL entry draft. He's got a really interesting story of how he's ended up in North America, but he made his OHL debut a couple seasons ago uh, with the Mississauga Steelheads, the 2019-2020 season. He had 19 points in 57 games in his rookie year in the OHL. Then last season did not play in the OHL because of the entire COVID situation. Got some time with the Blue Jackets AHL affiliate in Cleveland. Played 16 games with the Monsters and had 5 points there on a goal and 4 assists. Then this season back in the Ontario Hockey League with Mississauga where he had a strong year. 13 points, 3 goals, 10 assists in 54 games. And he's a stout defensive defenseman. 82 penalty minutes this year for Ule Bjorkvik home. And right now he's in the middle of the playoffs with the Mississauga Steelhead, so we're wishing him the best uh, as hopefully his playoffs are able to be extended here and they're able to advance a couple rounds and he can have some fun. But like I said, this is a great conversation with Ule. I didn't know a whole lot about him as a person away from the rink, and let me tell you, he's an interesting guy, has a great story, um, really, really interesting how he got to North America playing all the way in Norway. So let's get right into it. Here he is, Blue Jackets prospect and Mississauga Steelheads defenseman Ule Bjorkvik Holm. You are the only Blue Jackets prospect that we've talked to from Norway so far. And this is a question that I ask all the Blue Jackets prospects that we talk to. How do you get into the game of hockey? How did it happen for you? So um, hockey is not very big in Norway, but I was very fortunate to grow up close to a rink. And um, yeah, my parents just uh, brought me along, um, started skating every Friday. And, you know, I just kind of fell in love with the game from an early age and um, yeah like I said I was just very fortunate to grow up um, close to a rink. So how old were you when you started playing hockey and at that point were you playing some other sports like I don't know what the biggest thing is in Norway is it soccer? No it's uh, cross-country skiing. Really? Ah. Yeah it's more we're um, we're, um, winter olympics uh, um, nation I would say. 
Um, yeah, I started skating when I was three, I believe, three, four years old. And I got into a hockey team when I was about five or six. And um, yeah, a bunch of the guys uh, at my school played hockey too. So um, yeah, I loved hanging out with the guys and, you know, spending time on the ice. Yeah, so that makes it easy, right? You have a lot of friends playing the game, and I think mm-hmm. that fosters you just wanting to play more and more and be with your buddies, and I'm sure it worked out great like that. Were you playing other sports at that time? I was playing soccer and hockey up until I was 14. So um, when I got up to 14, they, they made me choose between hockey and soccer, and um, at the time, hockey was more fun, so I chose that, and I'm glad I did. So at what point in your career, and I guess your early career, I really should say, did you realize that you could make something out of hockey? I'm sure you wanted to be a pro, right? Every kid wants to be a pro athlete when they're playing sports. But at what point for you did it become a reality? Uh, To be honest with you, I I just wanted to really have fun and, you know, play hockey and just have fun with the guys, like I said. And um, I've, I've been always been very competitive and I noticed I, I, I cared a bit more than, than the other guys and I put more time into it. But um, once you become good at something and you feel accomplishments and, and that, uh, all the things that gets along with it, it just made me put in more and more time into it. And, um, and later on, I, I made a choice to come over to North America. And I, I think um, when I was about 15, 16, I knew like I really wanted to go for it. Yeah, that's very interesting. And I'm curious, you know, growing up in Norway, what's it like with the National Hockey League? Were you a fan of the NHL? Were you watching games when you could? Or was it you were mostly looking at highlights and things like that? Or were you looking at European leagues? How does it work? So um, I I looked up to the NHL. Uh, I've been always watching the NHL. Um, uh, As a Norwegian guy, we don't, we're not um, having too many NHLers, but uh, one that um, I grew up watching was Matt Zuccarello playing for the Rangers. Um, so I watched them a lot. Um, you know, Matt Zuccarello is such a big superstar in Norway. So, um, yeah, I liked watching him when I grew up. And uh, I didn't have, a, like, a favorite team, but uh, if I could pick one, it would be the Rangers. And uh, just really like watching pretty much every NHL game, you know, see what the pace and skill is like. And, uh, yeah, just a fan of the game. Were there defensemen that you looked at and tried to model yourself after? Or was it just kind of looking at NHL players at that point and you, you liked guys like that? Yeah, I, I like watching high-end NHL players and on the D side too, you know, Brent Burris and Eric Collison and those kind of guys were really good when I was watching them. Uh, so I, I would say like the, the top-end uh, NHL D, I, I watch a lot. Now that you're in North America, who are some of the guys that you look up to? And I mean, I I know you're busy with your schedule and everything in the OHL, but are you able to catch NHL games? And if so, who are you watching and who are you trying to model your game after, if anybody? Yeah, so now I I watch uh, my new favorite NHL team. It's obviously Columbus. So I try to watch them as much as possible. And um, yeah, like Sakurensky and, you know, even Andrew Peak and some of the guys uh, on the decor in Columbus is, you know, really exciting to watch. 
Yeah, I find that interesting, that Blue Jackets prospects. It's it's kind of funny, right? Because you grow up a fan of another team, and then the Blue Jackets draft you. And I'm always interested to see if you guys are watching Blue Jackets games and things like that. And I know in Canada, it's probably a little bit harder to watch the Blue Jackets. They're not on TV all the time. But I guess with streaming, it makes it pretty easy now that you're able to catch a Blue Jackets game whenever you have some time off. But you know, you mentioned there you're in Canada now. You're with the Mississauga Steelheads of the OHL. And you talked about making that decision to come to North America. So how did that come together for you? And how did you make that choice? So I got in contact with my agent uh, through a select tournament. And we kept in touch. And um, he recommended me to come over here to get more exposure um, and go to college even. So, um, you know, I, I went over there and saw the team I was going to play for and got to practice and see kind of what the the American style of hockey was and um after that um after that summer I I decided to come over and then give it a try so where did you play how did that work out I uh, played in Colorado Thunderbirds uh triple a hockey um so I started off there and um actually the first week I was there I I got a uh, I committed myself to Denver for I with Denver and um I was going to Denver and um yeah I was just I went to high school too um and um yeah just you know getting over here um see what the game is like um learning to speak English so everything just kind of started off there So did you just learn to speak English when you came to North America or could you speak English a little bit before that they, they teach you in school, but um, I guess it's the same with, like, French for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you learn a little bit. You know how to, like, say hi and goodbye and those basic things. But uh, you don't really learn how to speak it until you actually come here and have to speak it every day. Wow, you learn so fast. I mean, your, your English is terrific. So good on you because, I mean, you haven't been here for too long, but your English is great. Tell me about going to the OHL then because you were committed to Denver, like you said. And uh, I feel like that happens for a lot of the guys that I've talked to some of the later round draft picks by the blue jackets that these guys were really considering that college route. And then they ended up being drafted into the OHL or the QMJHL, WHL, whatever it is. So how did that happen for you? Yeah. Like you said, uh, that's really what happened. Um, a summer day. Um, I can't remember. I remember like it was yesterday. Uh, it was a good summer day, and um, uh, I get a call from my agent, and he told me you went in the OHL draft, uh, and you drafted by Mississauga Steelers in in the CHL draft. I'm sorry, um, and um, they had to know if I was coming or not. Um, so it basically went for a few hours, and you know I was having conversation with my family and agents and all that and we came to the conclusion that um, Mississauga Steelers were where I was going to play hockey the next years. So did you have any idea that you'd be drafted into the CHL? Did you have any clue going into that or was it a surprise? It was kind of a surprise because um, I've been having a talk with my agent before that uh, but it wasn't anything serious but um, he I kind of I kind of knew of it, but I didn't know any what date it was or if I should be watching it or really because um, I was just, you know, enjoying my summer and getting ready for a new season. And yeah, a blink of an eye, I, I changed path. Yeah. And especially, you know, I've heard that if some of those teams know that you're committed to a college and you're going to go to that college, they won't bother picking you. But 
How did you come to that decision that you were going to skip going to Denver and end up playing in the OHL? How did you make that choice? I was sweating a lot. I was, I was very back and forth and pros and cons and, uh, and all that. But eventually, um, it was more to get exposure. And um, I knew that Canada is where all the scouts are. I'm not saying it, it's not scouts at college or anything like that. But, um, yeah, it was, it was more to get exposure for the NHL draft and, uh, uh, and that development too. I, I knew that I can focus a bit more on hockey rather than hockey and school. Um, even though I did fine in school, I, um, um, yeah, it was, it came, came to a conclusion that, um, I just want to get them as much exposure and develop as much as I can, uh, as a hockey player. Yeah, I'm sure it was the best decision at that point for your hockey career because coming from a place like Norway, surely there's much less exposure than there is from, mm -hmm. I mean, some of the other European countries, Sweden, Finland, places like that. And you came to North America, I'm sure, to do exactly that, right? Get as much yeah. exposure as you could and, and help your game progress as much as you could. And uh, it ended up working out because he got drafted into the NHL, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah and um yeah and also like you know you get to go around the world and you you see the states you see canada um so it's cool to like go different places and 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 hockey ho over here in mississauga toronto is it's ridiculous to be honest it's um so much hockey every commercial is in hockey and it's it's nothing like that in norway i'll tell you that for sure yeah, hockey is like a religion in Canada. And, you know, like I was saying, it all worked out for you. You ended up getting drafted by the Blue Jackets. But before we get into that, I just want to ask you what the transition to living first in the United States and then in Canada has been like for you. How does it compare to Norway? What have been the biggest adjustments for you? And, you know, what are your overall thoughts on the big change? The change, I would say the climate is pretty much the same here in, in Canada or where I'm staying, that is in, in Norway cold winters and and decent summers um but yeah I, I would say canadians are very polite um and they're they're hockey freaks here everyone talks about hockey and the leaves and um so it's like a, a big family over here i feel and um colorado was also uh unbelievable all the the sunny days and you can go up and ski in the mountains and come down and play golf in the same day so it was pretty uh, pretty unique that way all right, now let's talk about being drafted by the Blue Jackets. You were picked by the Blue Jackets in the fifth round, 145th overall in the 2020 NHL entry draft. Did you have any idea that you were going to be drafted going into the draft, and did you think it was going to be the Blue Jackets if so? Um, I had no idea Columbus uh, would have picked me. I, I talked to a bunch of teams, but Columbus was not one of them. And, um, uh, yeah, I, I didn't know I was going to get picked by Columbus but when when I did it was a huge relief and I couldn't be more excited. So did you know anything about the Blue Jackets going into the draft or did the research begin after you were picked by the team? Uh, so so I knew actually that um, Espen Knutsen and uh, Ole Kristen Tollefsen had played for the organization uh, so I knew that so that was kind of cool and um, they reached out and said it was pretty pretty cool that, uh, that I was uh, picked by the Columbus. So, um, yeah, that made it definitely cool. What does it mean to you that those guys played for the Blue Jackets before you and you get to kind of continue that tradition hopefully someday? 
Um, it was definitely cool, and you know, it's it's nice to have someone you could talk to about um, the organization. If I had any questions, I I knew I could reach out to them and and ask for advice. Or um, I still talk to Ola Kristen, and um, I know I can just call him whenever I want and ask for advice. So I think that was like the biggest thing, and they've been there before. So um, yeah, definitely really cool. So after you were drafted by the Blue Jackets, did the communication begin with the organization and, and kind of talking about some of the things they'd like you to work on and continue your development? I think just, you know, get better at everything, skating, passing, um, you know, be, be hard to play against. Uh, it's going to get even faster at the next level. So uh, just kind of get prepared with, with everything. I wouldn't say it's one specific thing. Uh, but, you know, like skating, passing, stick handling, um, uh, and the physical play as well. So, uh, yeah, just kind of work on all those things and keep getting better every day. Who from the Blue Jackets organization is kind of your contact, or who are you going through most when it comes to the development and having those conversations? Rick Nash, is. Uh, uh, he's been coming out to some games and uh, speaking to him with, uh, on the phone and and that so uh it's definitely cool when a guy like him comes to watch you and you can go and talk to them uh, after the game and pick their brains a bit and um yeah uh, when when he talks to you you make sure you listen so uh, it's definitely really cool yeah i was going to ask what does that mean to you that such a legend of the national hockey league and a legend in columbus specifically is the guy that you get to talk to and he's your bridge between the organization and what's going on here in Columbus and what you have going on in Mississauga that has to be really special yeah it's yeah it's awesome you know it's I I I even watched him when I grew up and you know like you said he was a stud in the NHL and uh now he's talking to me and guiding me in the right direction uh so um, I was definitely a bit nervous when I first started to talk to him because, you know, it's Rick Nash. But uh, after a while, it, it feels more like a, um, a, a friend situation. So uh, it's definitely easier to talk with him now that, than it was at first. That's awesome. And it's good to hear that. And I think that's really important. And I've talked with Rick about it a little bit that he thinks it's important, too, that he is that bridge for you guys and he makes it easy to feel like you're a part of the organization. And I think that is really cool that you guys are made to feel like you're a part of the blue jackets organization, Mm -hmm. even though you're not here yet. Right. That is really special. I think. Oh yeah. Uh, It's, it's awesome. You know, he, he's been watching pretty much every game I played and you know um, what he says about a game means a lot. So uh, if he says that I need to work on something, I definitely need to work on something. So. Like you said, it's really cool. All right, take me through these last couple of seasons. So your 2019-2020 year, you're playing with Mississauga. You're drafted by the Blue Jackets following that season in 2020. Then, obviously, COVID hits. The season is kind of a mess when it comes to the CHL. Some of the leagues were playing, others weren't. Um, And you're able to play games in the American Hockey League with the Cleveland Monsters. So how did that all work out? If you back up a little bit, uh, that COVID year, I played back in um, uh, the home team I, I grew up playing for. So I played men's hockey there. And, and then the league got shut down because of COVID. And um, I got a text and they were asking me if I, I would like to come over to Cleveland um, to see what it's like 
obviously nothing is promised and not no games. Uh, it was just like to come over and you know practice, meet the guys, and um, get a feel of it. So um, and when I get got games too, it was uh, it was awesome. Yeah, you played 16 games. You were able to score your first pro goal. Tell me about what that experience meant to you and how it's helped your game going back to Mississauga this season. I'd imagine you'd have a lot more confidence this year and feel more comfortable having already played some pro hockey. Yeah, uh, pro hockey, the guys are stronger on the puck. They're, they're faster, stronger, and the pace is faster. So um, it was a step up and uh, was was cool. And one another thing is that you're playing with good players too. So you, you know, going out with the Nathan Gerb and, you know, practicing skills and, uh, that was really cool. So, and, uh, coming back to Missy this year, I, I definitely felt that, uh, that helped to play at a higher level. And then you come down and like you say, you feel more comfortable. Um, you know, that, um, you can make plays and, uh, and have a, have a bigger impact. Do you feel like you're continuing to grow as a player from where you kind of started in the OHL with Mississauga? You feel like you've come a long way since then? Yeah, I, every day I, um, you know, the development here is, uh, is really good. And uh, James Richmond, who is our coach, he, he's really honest to prepare us for the next level and what's ahead. So um, it's just making a high percentage play and be tough to play against and, um you know, so when I come up uh, to Cleveland or Columbus one day, I'll, I'll um, be prepared. I'm hoping you guys make a long run and you're able to have some fun in the postseason. But when this season is over with, what are your plans for the summer? And what are some of the things you're looking to work on during the summers? Because I know for any hockey player, that offseason is huge when it comes to taking the next step in your game. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm definitely going to spend a lot of time in the gym. Um, I've been talking to, um, the um, athletic trainers in Columbus and I've told them that I want to come out as soon as possible and and uh, come to Colum- Columbus as soon as possible and uh, work on my game you know they're they're so good at like picking out what you need to work on and um, you learn a lot about your game when you're there so um, every uh, I would definitely um, go there as early as I can and uh, and work out and, and skate with uh, with even some NHL guys if they're coming early too. Where are you planning on spending the summer then? You said you want to get to Columbus as early as possible. So are you thinking of spending some of it here or are you going to go back to Norway? You're going to stay in Canada. What are your thoughts there? Um, so again, this depends on how far we go in the playoffs. Right. Uh, so it, it's hard to make plans uh, as of right now, but um, I do have a, a coach and athletic trainer uh, that I talked to uh, back in Norway that would have, help me with my game and in the gym and and on the ice and um it's going to be summarized available uh, for me if i decide to go back to norway uh so um i got a plan if if i go back to Norway or if i stay over here so uh it both uh, both works out but i i think i'm gonna go back at least a week or two and, and see my family you know i haven't seen them since um since christmas and you don't really get to see them a whole lot. So whenever you get time off, you want to go home and see your family for a bit. Tell me about you off the ice. What are some of your interests? What are some of the things you're watching on TV or movies? Do you read books? What type of music do you like? Tell me a little bit about you away from the ice. Yeah, I, I, I like books, but uh, I listen to more books than I read. Uh, so I have this membership on Storytel. 
uh, where I uh, I listen to some books. I I don't like novels. I, I like more um, you know about people who have succeeded before and you know mental toughness and um, you know just trying to learn uh, from those books. Um, so that's something I like. Um, I like going playing basketball with the guys. Um, yeah, I watch some hockey uh, on my off time as well. I just, that's really it. Um, and then obviously Netflix, uh, watch some couple of movies, but it's nothing special. Uh, you don't really have that much time off. So, um, um, yeah, listen to books, um, playing basketball, uh, watching hockey. And, um, yeah, that's, uh, basically it. If you're pumping up for a game, are you a music guy? And if so, what are you listening yeah. to? Yeah, uh, definitely a music guy. I, I also like country. I, I never heard of country until I came over here, but uh, it's it's grown on me. So uh, I like country and then mostly rap and uh, some Norwegian songs in there as well. What type of Norwegian songs? Um, <laughs> Eriko Chris. Uh, I, I'm, I don't think you know any of them, but... Uh, uh yeah it's uh it's, what kind of music is it is it well it's, um, it's rock it's rap rap music uh um yeah really just rap music we don't have uh country or anything over in norway so rap is uh rap and country you mentioned uh you like to read non-fiction books about people whose you know lives inspire you and things like that do you have a hero or somebody that you look up to that you've really enjoyed reading a biography about them or something like that or are there a couple um, of people maybe Slatan Ibrahimovic um that was a really good book um he talks about uh, you know he's a poor kid growing up in in Sweden and going all the way and you know it's it's remarkable and no one really believed in him and he was just uh kind of a bad boy and had that bad boy image but uh he find a way to just succeed and he always believed in himself and he kept working and uh, the things he dreamt about uh, became a reality. So uh, that, that was a really good book. Um, the Power of Now, you know, staying in the present, you know, don't think about the future or past, just uh, be present. Uh, that was another book I enjoyed listening to. Um, How to Win Friends and Influence People uh, is also uh a book I recommend, you know, it just um, the communication, how uh, people communicate with each other. Yeah, those are some good books uh, I've read and enjoyed. Um, not read, but um, listening to, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's interesting. You mentioned lots on there. Are you a soccer fan away from hockey? Uh, are you into any other sports? Or are you pretty hockey focused? Uh, I, I was really big um, in soccer, but once I came over here, it's, it's hard with the time and uh, and that and no one over here really like soccer that much it's all all hockey or basketball or baseball or uh that but um i used to be a big soccer fan and uh i'm still a big soccer fan i'll i'll catch the the big games and uh man united is my team uh they've been struggling this year but uh it is what it is <laughs> what does the future look like for you and what are some of your goals going into next season um you know, um, getting stronger, getting faster, and I wanna, I wanna crack the team next year. Uh, I might be a bit ballsy to say, but um, you know, my expectations are high, and 
I'm going to do whatever it takes to make it. So um, I'm excited. All right. I like that. Like <laughs> you said, Zlatan, you, you try and make your dreams come true, right? So speak it into existence and manifest it. I love that. I love that. I really appreciate the time. It was great to get to know you. I'll be rooting for you this postseason. And like I said, hopefully I'll be meeting you face-to-face and we can do another interview in person uh, coming up this summer and going into training camp, all right? Looking forward to it. Again, that's Blue Jackets prospect and Mississauga Steelheads defenseman Ule Bjorg-Vikholm. Don't you see what I mean? I feel like I say that after every episode of the Pipeline podcast, every after every uh, interview that we do, find myself saying to you, you see what I mean? And that is what I mean. These guys are really impressive. I'm I'm happy that the Blue Jackets have this young crop of prospects because they're all very kind, very smart, very interesting. And Ule is all of those things. So it was great to get to know him. I hope you enjoyed that interview. And I hope now you feel like you know more about Ule Bjorkvikholm. Uh, like he said at the end there, he wants to make the Blue Jackets as soon as possible. So that would certainly be exciting to see. And I can't wait to meet him. Uh, probably get to meet him at development camp coming up here in certainly in training camp coming up next season but no matter what shakes out I will certainly be rooting for Ule Bjorkvik home he was a lot of fun and I hope you guys enjoyed that interview but that is going to do it for not just this episode of the pipeline podcast but this season of the pipeline podcast like I let off with great big thank you thanks so much for joining me all season long and I look forward to doing it again with you soon